0: Welcome to Dreams Recycled Podcast. Today, I am here with Joseph Napoli from Beerman Law in Chicago. He is a partner there and a trial attorney specializing in family law. So how are you, Joseph?
1: I'm good, Tiffany. Good to see you again. This is my second podcast. I feel privileged that you called upon me again. So I'm excited. I'm ready.
0: Okay. Well, we had you back for a special (laughs) timely event um obviously with all of this going on with the quarantine we are seeing a massive uptick in traffic to dreams recycled and so i wanted to talk to you about that like you know divorce is not fun any time of you know under normal circumstances so what are you seeing going on in family law during the quarantine
1: sure so i do see a lot of inquiries coming around but um, about possible questions surrounding divorce. But I'll tell you, you know, not to be comical, what's funny is I have spoken to an individual, he was in his bathroom and he was slightly whispering. So the issue is people do have some concerns and questions about the relationship, but because they're quarantined, there's not a great outlet. Um, to get to a divorce lawyer, someone to ask questions about. So for that part, you know, we brought a little levities to the situation and had a little laugh about, you know, the circumstances in which they were calling and the location and the house in which they were calling. But, you know, certainly, uh, and I put on my uh, psychology hat here for a second is, you know, there's a change going on and the change is going on around the world and it's happening with families. And the change is, uh, you know, could be some financial issues, you know, whether the spouse um, or the partner with the children is going to work and is now at home. There could be some financial issues with respect to maybe a loss of employment and a loss of family income, which obviously raises concerns um, and fears. So, when you couple all those things together, um, you know, the relationship can suffer. Uh, so, you know, there has been an uptick. I think that's probably what it's due to is this big change, this huge ripple effect, obviously people being at home together, and the uncertainty, you know, with the outside factors as to what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, because let's face it, I mean, I don't think any two people are supposed to be together 24-7, right? It doesn't matter how good your relationship or your marriage is, that's too much together time for most people
1: it's a lot of together time and it's something new that they've never done before. So it's like, even if, right. Even if you've been married for decades and decades, maybe this is, you know, a new circumstance where the two of you are around each other a lot. Now I live in uh, the great city of Chicago and I'm fortunate enough to be downtown, you know, close to my office. And I'll be honest with you, you know, the dollar does not stretch very far here and Mm -hmm. downtown we have close quarters. You know, even, you know, a so-called nice apartment is not, you know, you're not going to have a yard, you're not going to have extra space, you might not have an extra bedroom, you might not have any bedroom. So, you know, that's another circumstance to consider in terms of being able to cohabitate with someone else, and especially if you've got, you know, a large family.
0: Actually, that's really interesting you said that, because we're noticing a lot of traffic from New York, which obviously is, you know, hardest hit alone, but like you said, maybe that is a driving factor too, that they can't go outside. I mean, we in sunny Orlando, we're all spoiled. We have pools and backyards and we can go outside and stuff, right? So yeah, definitely it kind of close quarters and 24-7 when usually the kids go to school because that's another factor, right? You've got your kids 24-7, which sounds lovely, but that's also an awful lot of kid time, (laughs)
1: That, Tiffany, that is a huge factor. That has got to be a huge factor because that is a, that's a 24 hour a day job. And now it really is a 24 hour a day job without any relief. And you have, you know, an additional responsibility uh, or an increased responsibility now to continue what a lot of schools are doing with this e-learning. So now you've got to manage your life and what you've always managed your children's lives but now you have to manage kind of their education and um, make sure they get the assignments done, and make sure they progress accordingly. So it's, listen, this is, it's a very tough time.
0: Yeah, because any change, I mean, if you look back historically to, you know, the recession in 2007, through that time, I mean, the the filings for the divorce were through the roof. So it's going to be interesting to see kind of how this plays out longer term. And so the next group of people I want to talk about, because these have been contacting us too is they're people who have actually separated or filed divorce for divorce and who are now quarantined together, right? Because they have to be, like, like you said, financial reasons, children, etc. So what do you do if you're like in the middle of it? How can you muddle through the next month or however much longer we have?
1: Well, some people for strategic purposes, quarantine aside, will reside together, especially if they have children. Uh, another reason to reside together is financially, right? During this separation time, you have a legal expense, which are the lawyers. And when you separate and you have two households, that means you now have two sets of bills. So it's really dependent upon the personalities that are living together. Obviously, if you have a more easygoing, amicable personality, it's much more, much more manageable it's those high conflict people that we worry about. So some things that you can do, you know, again, it's difficult because depending on the circumstances in the space in your house is you try your best to separate. If you guys are going through a divorce and you've made that decision that we're going to dissolve the relationship, you might have two separate bedrooms now and it might not be ideal It might be a little makeshift, but you might have two separate bedrooms or two separate areas where the two of you can respect each other's space. So you know, you know, absent, you know, if you have children, but you know that space is going to be for you. That will be your downtime should you need it. That will be your workspace, etc. Again, not ideal, uh, but certainly I think a good suggestion to get through uh, this time and to know, you know, optimistic and we're all optimistic that hopefully we can be done with this situation sooner rather than later. And certainly this is a, you know, knock on wood, everything. This is a temporary situation. So you have to have things in perspective a little bit.
0: Right. And yeah, obviously we're all praying it is temporary and it's over as soon as possible for, you know, the economy, for us all, for our children, for everyone. Right. But let's say, you know, What if this continues, you know, the people that have lost their jobs, what if their jobs aren't there to go back to for some of these people? Are you anticipating some of these people actually won't follow through on their divorce because divorce costs money? And as you said, you have to go to separate houses. So how do you think that will play out?
1: I don't know if it will um, cease the divorce process. Here's what I anticipate. I anticipate an influx of calls. Um, I anticipate a lot of inquiries, a lot of what if questions to be answered. Uh, Because, you know, assuming and again, knock on wood, and that we all get out of this sooner rather than later, you know, we're going to have, we're going to have a lot of impulse. Okay, and then things are going to go back to regular. And then I think people are going to fall back maybe in some old routines that are comfortable for them. And that they maybe say, you know what, that was a very stressful time. Uh, it was a very difficult and hard on a relationship. We've now gotten back into our group. Maybe the spouse now is, you know, starting or both of them are going back to work. The children are going back to school and the so-called hard times are over or are digressing. So I think you're going to get a lot of impulse of calls. But then I think for some, we're going to get back into the routine and back into the comfort. They're going to say, you know what? I, I, I rushed to a conclusion too fast. I'm not quite ready.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and I want to clarify with you, so we're getting a lot of calls saying, well, I can't get divorced now, right? But that isn't true, right? So a- what, what are you doing not. to continue through this time?
1: Listen, it is business as usual. I just had an emergency hearing a, a couple days ago relative to, you know, the parenting time against the coronavirus and the concerns. It is business as usual. And, I, and I'll be honest with you, these judges now more than ever, to be honest, are anxious to handle these cases. They are ready, willing, and able. Um, Check your county, certainly in the counties that I practice in, which are Cook County, Lake County, you know, all the collar counties surrounding Chicago. There are standard general orders that these um, chief judges have issued addressing all these concerns. You can still handle prove-up hearings, which is the final day of your divorce. You can handle pretrial conferences, which is that informal format to discuss your case with the judge, with lawyers. You can have hearings it is business as usual. And because of the kind of slower pace, not everyone is taking advantage of those uh, options to have your case progress. Like I said, these judges have the time and they, I think more than ever, are focused actually on you know, resolving these issues, diving deep into the contents or diving deep into the facts of these cases, you know, trying to apply their own analysis to get these people going through the process and done because you have to look at when this is done, what's going to happen? So I'll give you an example. Here in Cook County, courts are, the courthouse, I, I say shut down, it's still open. Okay, they have a, they have a rotating um, venue of judges, if you will, that come in. So we don't have the full staff of judges because of the kind of slower pace. Mm-hmm. Um, but when these cases are, uh, or excuse me, when the stay at home order and everything, we get back to normal, which right now we are projecting for May 18th, there's gonna be a lot of cases that have not been resolved, so you know judges and courts are encouraging people take your depositions now. Which court reporters? Uh, here's a good tip: the court reporters will actually eat uh, the fees for the video depositions. So any additional fees for electronic service, a lot of the court reporters will will handle. Uh, Zoom, which I know people are familiar with, which I'm getting familiar with. There's you know I didn't know I guess I didn't even think about it. There's a cost with Zoom, right? Per line, there's a cost. The court reporters have, um, you know, they will eat this cost for you so you don't have to interrupt your line. The court reporter will do it. They'll provide you with the link, assuming you have uh, some video uh, technology on your computer. So it is business as usual. So if you are going through a divorce, please talk to your attorney about this. Or if you're inquiring, talk to a prospective attorney about this, that your case can actually move forward. Uh, You can get things done as if court is operating per usual. So rest assured that if you're in, you know, possible litigation or in settlement negotiations, everything can happen per usual.
0: Okay, and is that only through video or people doing it by just audio also, just out of interest?
1: I had a, my emergency hearing was telephonic.
0: Um,
1: So what these court, what courts are doing, at least in my experience, is uh, there is a fee, Um, Generally, around $50 or less uh, for the quote unquote court appearance. Uh, And I will say this for the client um, now there's no travel cost, right, for your lawyer to appear in court. And because you have this carved out time uh, for the judge telephonically, generally the court, uh, excuse me, the court appearances are actually shorter in duration. So just because there is an added fee of $50, I think net effective, you're actually spending a lot less money to handle the matter. Um, so the last hearing I had to answer a question, Tiffany, I'm sorry, I was I get excited and I digress, um, can be done telephonically. So if you do not have the video, what I will say if you know, in terms of deposition, and I would imagine the lawyers would have this kind of technology, I would prefer doing the depositions via video and not telephonically. I would want to see, um, the deponent and I would want the deponent to see me, um, you know, for a little bit too confirm the mood of the deposition, you know, strategically, but also I want to see the surroundings. I want to see if the deponent's eyes are referring to notes. I want to see, you know, make sure no one else is in the room, although that's a little bit difficult because someone could walk in, right? You don't want to ask them every five minutes to scan the room. Uh, But if you are paying attention to the video, you can see if someone's eyes are going to notes or maybe someone in the room, you know, maybe the audio picks it up. So, I would not do a deposition uh, telephonically. I know they've been done before. I've been a part of one early in my legal career, Um, but I certainly would not recommend it. You're
0: telling me is that it could be actually beneficial to kind of go through this now, right? It seems like the courts might have a little bit more time. To me, and talking to my clients, it's actually a benefit to do it via video like it's kind of less intimidating right than having to sit in a room with your ex and the lawyers and whatever i mean i'm an introvert so i personally would prefer that (laughs) so so maybe there's an upside to it
1: it depends yes there's an upside in my opinion as the deponent who is the person getting asked questions i think it takes um a lot of the intimidation out of the room and out of the questions so if you are the deponent again the person getting asked the questions i think it is to your benefit uh you know psychologically in terms of the atmosphere uh and your comfort for if you are the lawyer asking questions for those same reasons you know for you and your client you might be at a little bit of a disadvantage in terms of that you know intimidation um factor because sometimes that um when there is that mood in the room, it can sometimes, in my experience, warrant a more truthful answer, or if someone is not being truthful, um, you can pick it up in the cadence in their voice or the tone, uh, and that's something that the the transcript will not pick up, right? The transcript is only going to pick up what you say. It's not going to pick up the demeanor or your ability, you know, through your just life experiences, if you will, to pick up the credibility of someone you're asking questions to.
0: Right, yeah, it's harder to tell if they're lying or telling small untruths, I'm sure. Okay, so we wouldn't have done this uh, justice unless I asked you the number one question that we are asked right now. Can you guess what it is?
1: Your guess, well, I would say your guess is as good as mine, but I I have, uh, you'll have to tell me.
0: Okay, our number one question we're getting asked right now is, do your children still have to do the two-house shuffle during the quarantine?
1: That is, uh, you are right. Um, thank you for refreshing my recollection. That is a hot item I've been to, we'll address the court of that via telephone. Um, so yes, that is the number one question. So here is what, I will give you some background um, in Chicago about what's going on, going on in Chicago and the collar, collar, excuse me, the collar counties. And I would imagine there's something substantially similar going on in your county. So. Um, Again, these judges in anticipation of this pandemic have issued general standard orders. Now, what that is, is that is a generic order, if you will, that applies to all pending litigation in that field. So domestic relations judge, the head judge in domestic relations court in the major counties have issued orders addressing these matters, which is, and this is the conclusion that we've come up with here in Cook County, is that it is business as usual. You are to follow the court orders, okay? That is the rebuttable presumption and that is the order. You're going to follow the court orders. So even though school is not in session, you're still gonna follow the order. If a parent is to pick up the children after school at three o'clock, then parenting time starts at three o'clock. Okay, and the other parent would have that time during the school. Uh, Spring break even though the children are not getting released from school for spring break, they're already released, we are following the spring break schedule, okay? So it is business as usual. Uh, And I say that, you know, certainly the order doesn't call for rebuttable, excuse me, a rebuttable presumptions, but I'll give you facts of my case to show you that that might not always apply. And we had a hearing on it. Um, I uh, represented a client who lives out of state okay, out of, the, out of the state of Illinois, and she picked up the children for her spring break time. Now, in that, you know, a couple weeks later, we had Easter, which we just experienced. And there were about two or three weeks that separated her spring break time and Easter, okay? So all things being equal, the order called for her to exercise her spring break time. Then she would travel from out of state to Illinois, drop up the children, and then come back in a couple weeks and pick up the children for her extended easter vacation. So I made the suggestion to the other lawyer which is listen. Let's let's uh, think let's put this in perspective and be reasonable. Mm-hmm. We have a pandemic, right? There's stay at home orders in our state and my client's state. So rather than us take you know have the children in out of state bring back to Illinois, my client go back My client then pick up in Illinois, go back, and we're just playing ping pong here with the children. Why doesn't my client stay with the children for a couple extra weeks, okay? Who happened to be, per the judgment, not the primary caregiver, okay? So meaning the other parent had a lot of time anyway, so it wasn't a big um, intrusion upon their time or relationship with the children. My client will keep the children for a couple extra weeks, and then she will return at the conclusion of Easter which will just eliminate the back and forth. And um, the opposing attorney um, did not agree that that was a reasonable suggestion. Um, and you know, I documented uh, my comments and my strategy and I had some numbers from the coronavirus and I you know, kind of gave the attorney my argument, um, which was failed to be responded to. Well, the, uh, what happened is they filed an emergency motion okay, for immediate return of the children. Uh, and we had some argument for the for, in front of the judge, and I gave the judge my logic, uh, and the judge agreed, okay? The judge agreed that that was silly, that actually put everybody at risk. It was an unnecessary burden for the children and the other parent. And that so my client got an extra, you know, two, three weeks of parenting time. So I, I give you that story to show that, yes, orders are in place, but there are, you know, some outside uh, circumstances that can be uh, considered. I'll give you one more um, scenario and then, uh, you know, cause I'm eating up a lot of time here. I apologize, Tiffany, it's but okay. I, get, I, I get excited about these topics um, cause it's what I do every day. Um, so another situation is, um, so we're supposed to follow the time and you have the, you know, let's say I have the reverse person who, um, you know, wants the time to be followed. Now, on the other side, you know, some fair questions are, is that other parent you know practicing good quarantine habits mm-hmm. are they out and about does their job is their job a necessity where they actually are working maybe they work at a grocery store maybe they're interacting. See, yeah go ahead tiffany i'm sorry
0: no i was gonna say did you see that here in florida in miami the doctor who lost custody of her daughter was on the news I, yesterday i because, did not hear about that yeah because that's what you're saying right if you're going right. to be in a risky situation she was er physician obviously dealing with covid patients and so they removed the child from her which i don't know i'm like on the fence about that (laughs) but it goes with what you're saying right common sense maybe out rules your parenting plan right now
1: you know listen child related matters are always modifiable at least in my state okay at least in illinois they're always modifiable Uh, And why is that? Because the courts are always going to put the children first. You have the magic language in my state, which is the best interest of the children. It's fluid. It fluctuates. It changes every minute of every day. So in that circumstance, which I have not heard before, I think judges are going to err on the side of caution. Okay. I don't think anyone is going to, or I think there's always going to be someone, but I think the chances of someone attacking the judge with negative criticism are going to be less if the judge errs on the side of caution. So in this particular circumstance, the judge must said that this particular mom was, you know, albeit doing a great job and probably saving lives, okay, and doing the community a great service, she may have been putting the children at risk by going to her employment and then coming home and obviously interacting with tens and tens, if not, I don't know, hundreds of people while at her job. So as a consolation, if that were to happen, and the other parent filed and probably said, listen, this other parent is exposing the children to unnecessary risk. have the children stay with me. A consolation is, listen, I don't think you should be punished for that, okay? I don't think you should be punished for going to, especially in that field, right, saving lives. So a consolation is make up parenting time, equivalent to the time that was lost. Now, I am not a parent, but I have represented a ton of parents and and I know which I've made the argument before is you know just because you lost if you lost a Friday you really can't make up that Friday the next Friday because that time is gone forever you're never going to get that time back with your child yes you can try to recoup some some of the times but you'll never get that time back so you know I, I say that um but with kind of, a, kind of a grain of salt, if you will, but you can get some makeup time. And so what I would encourage parents to do is if you are in that situation, communicate with the other side, try to do it without lawyers and get some kind of writing to confirm that the other parent is going to give you makeup parenting time. I had the issue this morning, a client contacted me saying matter coronavirus, and we got in writing from the other party that she was going to provide make up parenting time equivalent to what was lost. And so we have that in writing. So then I posed you know, the question to my client is, do you want to file an emergency motion? Here are my thoughts on same. Or second, do we have a confirmation here? Okay, so second, do you want to allow your child to stay with that parent? And then we have this confirmation for later that we can apply. And I said, start looking at a calendar and seeing what days you might want. You know, assuming we're, we're out of this in the next 60 days and let's start negotiating that way and that might save you you know some money so it, it's it's a very fluid situation
0: well wouldn't it be nice to think that this is a this is kind of an excuse for parents to maybe figure it out by themselves to some extent right like Absolutely. if you both really care about your children you don't want them in harm's way right and so maybe you know it's something we can all work on together and improve our co-parenting generally during this time of obviously massive change we all have enough going on right
1: absolutely and i will give you i'm actually doing a uh quick article and then a video so what i've been doing is and i think clients but also you know people that necessarily just want a little direction i've been doing uh some videos and posting online uh some little divorce tips to kind of save money and one of our newest tips is relative to an area that you were just suggesting about certainly parents communicating with courts being a little bit slower, the pressure might be off. But with that, I encourage and invite parents that do have a parenting plan or allocation judgment, something that defines by way of court order their amount of parenting time, print out 12 months of a blank calendar, okay? One page has one entire month. Get a couple highlighters in different colors and map out what you think the schedule is. Dad can be one color, mom can be another color, and map out the regular schedule, map out the holidays, and send that to the other parent. And and again, get that written confirmation. And if there is a disagreement, you you can work it out now as opposed to the 11th hour or the night before. And I think it's a lot easier now if we're talking about something six months, eight months down the road, you might not be in love with that particular day. Or you say, you know what, I can work around this and you resolve the matter now why things are amicable, because I'll tell you what, when you have two parents that they each believe their interpretation is correct, and they've been running under that assumption, making plans, you know, for how many months, and then, you know, each parent has their idea of, they they each think they're going to start parenting time on Friday, and they're leaving town, or what have you, and now we realize, uh uh-oh, we both thought something different. And now the lawyers are called and everyone's scrambling and you're spending a lot, a lot of money for something that could be avoided. So I invite parents to print out the calendar, send it to the other side and work on it now and actually make that a practice. You know, once a year, you can do that. It's very easy, it takes about 45 minutes, you know, at the most, if you, re- I mean, if you're really doing beautiful graphs, me, I just do it for some of the clients, you know, we're you know, a little bit quicker and, you know, doesn't have to be super pretty but I think it's gonna save people a lot of time, uh, a lot of energy, and a lot of stress.
0: And that is a great tip. And actually, I have seen some of your other videos. Joe has some amazing videos out on Instagram. What is your Instagram account?
1: Uh, my Instagram is josephrnapoli underscore two, which is just uh, little eyes, lowercase eyes.
0: Okay. Joe, you've been amazing as always. So where can people find you?
1: Um, I am a uh, partner and trial lawyer at Beerman uh, Law. Uh, our website is beermanlaw.com. You can find me on the Instagram handle I just mentioned. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Joseph R. Uh, Napoli, too. Uh, and my email is uh, first initial last name, Napoli at beermanlaw.com. I invite anybody that has any questions, please reach out you can't tell, hopefully my passion relayed over the video, Uh, but I do enjoy what I do. I do enjoy helping people, and I look forward to fielding any questions you might have.
0: That's great. Thank you so much for all that valuable information. And I actually want to end on a story. So yesterday, we had somebody who contacted us. We're going to end on a big positive right now, who, due to the coronavirus, it forced them all to move back into the same house. And they're actually going to get remarried.
1: I love that. I love that.
0: (laughs) So I guess that there's always ultimately hope for it to work out.
1: That's that's the other side of the coin. I like that. Yeah.
0: So thank you so much, Joe. And we will see you again soon, I'm sure.
1: Thank you, Tiffany.
0: Thanks.